Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. And thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about my next guest. He was originally trained to facilitate CEO roundtables in 2008, and he's perfected his skills as a facilitator and coach over 35 years of experience that took him from executive-level corporate roles in banking, finance, and home building for both startups and Fortune 500 companies to three different startups of his own in home building, lending, and executive coaching. Paul Worth is president and founder of CEO Access, and he's in the business of helping companies create clients for life. And we're going to talk about why it's critical today to inspire client loyalty. Paul, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Fantastic to be here, Bill. Thank you, too. Paul, we've had an interesting conversation in the last few weeks. I I really uh, enjoyed getting to know you and learning more about what you do. Tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your background than I've just shared and, uh, and, and what CEO Access is all about. Well, it would be a pleasure to, Bill. So my career began um, as most out of college, getting a degree in finance and went right into the banking industry in New York. I grew into leadership position in the banking industry, moved down to Florida with my wife back in 1991, uh, where I began um, a career in the home building industry. I worked for some of the national uh, players out there in the home building industry and their finance and lending groups. Uh, relocated to California in 1999 uh, with one of the uh, major home building institutions and became a Western Regional Manager for them out here. Moved into a national role with another home building organization and then um, decided to go out on my own. I uh, did some infill home building business at a company called Worth Homes, which was a lot of fun. Uh, opened up a, a mortgage company, uh, had that for a number of years as well, both exited successfully and then started my executive coaching career in 2008 as a trained facilitator, working with uh, various uh, institutions such as banks and nonprofit organizations to help establish mastermind groups for their clients or target audiences uh, to help them grow their businesses. And it's been a wonderful experience working with a diverse group of uh, business owners who have some very unique challenges out there in the marketplace to help them grow their businesses. Paul, one of the uh, areas that you've done a lot of study in is a a process called EOS, and uh, it teaches and facilitates uh, uh, business owners uh, to uh, use the tools and disciplines. It's called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about 
what is what is EOS all about and who should use it? Absolutely. So EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, is more soft skill than it is software, though there is a software element to it that clients can use. It's based on a book called Traction, written by a gentleman by the name of Gino Wickman. And the goal behind EOS is to help businesses, help their leadership teams put structure, put systems in place to more efficiently, more effectively run their business. We help business leadership teams with three things we call vision, traction, and healthy. Vision is just getting everybody in the organization 100% on the same page with where the organization is going and how they plan to get there. Traction is instilling discipline and accountability throughout the organization so that no matter where leadership goes, they see people executing on that vision. And healthy is creating a more cohesive, functional, open, honest, fun-loving team because unfortunately, most of the time organizations aren't running that way. So we help organizations to achieve those things uh, based on a concept of six key components in a business. So Every business has these same characteristics. You know, it's vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction. And so as a EOS implementer, what I do is I help organizations learn tools and disciplines around each of those six key components so that they can run a more effective business and really have more balance in their life. And it's a fantastic program. I know a lot of business owners who have used it uh, and uh, and are using it, and it's it's a fantastic way to uh, really learn how to run your business. It's funny how uh, so many business owners, Paul, that we run into um, really created their own manual as they went. They didn't really have that, uh, that manual, um, and they really can use that information to, as you say, get traction and uh, get their business moving. Now, one of the things that you've identified as a result of uh, all these years working with business owners is that people really don't focus as much on client loyalty as they should. Why is it so important today to talk about creating client loyalty? And that's a, that's a great point to bring up. And, you know, I just want to circle back for just a moment on something you had said about business owners, you know, kind of creating things as they go. And there's uh, there's a lot of truth to that. What I have found over time is, is that, People will create a business, start a business because they have a great product or a uh, service that they offer, and the business takes off, and then one day they wake up and they look out at their business and they see that they have 20, 30, 50, 100 people, and they break out into this cold sweat, realizing (laughs) that they don't have the skills to run the business. And so very, very important that they, they seek out that support to help them run that business. But to get to your question about, you know, creating client loyalty and why that's so important, you know, with the advent of the information age and all of the information available to all of us out there to just research and and find out answers to questions through the Internet, that has created what I refer to as a commodity-based economy. People can search online. So if, let's say, you want to work with a business bank and you want to find out what their interest rates are, you can search online to get the information for the type of uh, loan that you need. Or if you want to learn about an organization's services, you can go online and you can go into Yelp and things of that nature and get an idea of the level of service that you could expect from that organization 
long before you even pick up that phone to reach out to a representative of that organization. And with that, you know, we're being challenged based upon price, based upon service, without the ability to even communicate with clients. And then once we have our clients aboard, because they've been so trained to do this research in advance, the moment that they hear a better deal out there, they're typically more apt to jump ship. To give you some statistics for individuals or businesses that leave a company, um, they leave 68% of the time because of a perceived sense of indifference working with that company. And what makes it really difficult for organizations is, is that statistically, again, it can cost between six and seven times more to acquire a new customer than it does to retain an existing customer. So we have to really figure out solutions as organizations to do everything we can to retain our clients, to give them a sense that they've made the right decision, and to let them know that we care about them as a client and we care about their success as a business business owner or CEO or whatever role that they have in their own organization. It's interesting. You mentioned 68% of, of uh, clients leave because, because of indifference. It's interesting that with technology, I think a lot of business owners would feel this, that uh, technology has made it, uh, we're all running faster. We're, you know, people expect uh, quick answers to their, their questions, uh, quick responses, or else they'll, they'll move on. The Internet and um, all of the uh, customer experience grading points, like on Yelp and those types of things, have made it very easy for, like you said, customers to find out if other people like the service provider. Um, and, and yet, um, uh, people will jump ship. Uh, and we don't you – know, I think we try to keep up with all of that with technology. For instance, maybe we send out an email instead of a phone call. So it, it's interesting. Um, and it's a tough quandary. What is your CEO access solution to help companies deepen client relationships? What should we be doing? Bill, you, um, you point out something really critical, and that is that the solution a lot of organizations believe will help them retain clients, will help them acquire new clients, has been based on technology. And while there certainly is a place for technology and helping, you know, our clients and our prospects know that, you know, we're a better solution for them, um, it's still impersonal. And, you know, people, we're, we're tribal. We're, we're human, and we want that interaction with one another. And what we have found over time is, is that those organizations that can develop a, an experience for their customer, their customers stay longer. And I'll give you an example. It's one that I think is so ubiquitous in our society, Starbucks. They took a 50-cent cup of coffee, and they're able now to charge $5 for a cup of coffee. And the reason for that is, is that they've created an experience for consumers beyond just the purchase of a cup of coffee. You go into one of their uh, businesses and you feel like you're at home, you're able to meet with friends there. And so you're really purchasing an experience as opposed to a commodity such as coffee, which is one of the most standard commodities in the world. And so mm -hmm. CEO access is taking that philosophy of creating an experience for customers so that they become more sticky to the organization. And we do that through forming mastermind groups, 
specifically and solely for that organization's prospects or clients. And by doing that, these organizations are able to demonstrate to their clients and their prospects that they really do care about them and their success. Okay. I love that term, mastermind groups. I've, it's been around for, I remember Norman Vincent Peale using that, I believe it was, many, many years ago. Uh, the, the concept of mastermind groups, as I think of it, is a group of individuals that get together and share information and maybe contacts and for the better of each of them. Um, it, what, what is your definition of that word, mastermind groups? Have I, have, am I close? <laughs> Oh, you are you are definitely uh, close, if not directly on target. Mastermind groups have been around for centuries. Some people even believe it's been around for a millennium. Uh, first mastermind groups were formed here in the United States with our founding fathers. They were called juntas, and this is where they would get together and talk about business and things of that nature in order to be more successful. Uh, it has grown over the years. There are some fabulous organizations out there that provide uh, mastermind uh, groups for business owners, and uh, they have taken off quite quite well because business owners do realize that they're on an island to themselves quite often, and if they can get together with other like-minded peers who have had similar experiences than they have, then they're able to talk about the biggest challenges that they face in their business, in their career, and in their personal lives to get ideas and solutions from other people who have been there and done that to help them be more successful and overcome those challenges that they face in their uh, professional and, and personal lives. And there are no topics that are off the table. They could bring up issues around, you know, having family members in their business and, and how do they deal with that when maybe a family member isn't stepping up to the, uh, to the plate the way that they should be or what to do, during a pandemic, you know, we have these challenges that we're facing in our business that we've never experienced before. And by being able to sit with a group of other business owners and CEOs and talk about the challenges that they all commonly face today, they're able to come up with solutions. They're able to reduce anxiety and stress and have a more clear thought of what direction to take moving forward. Um, and in addition to that, they talk about personal matters as well. Sometimes it could be about health-related issues that they're facing or challenges that maybe their children or spouses are facing so that they can get this, you know, these challenges off their chest and, and get some ideas from other people to help them find some resolution to some of the most challenging issues that, they, uh, that, they, that we all face in life. Now, Paul, in, in my experience um, in the financial services world, I've always been a member of a group like that of, of people that we could talk, you know, that would really understand what we're talking about and we could share business uh, issues that we couldn't share with others. And they say, you know, being a business owner is a lonely business a lot of times. Um, but in situations like that, uh, they were some of the best and long-lasting friendships that I've ever made. But in, in this situation, are we talking about uh, these things that, like you said, are building um, life experiences for people to connect with others? Uh, and what's, the, what's an ideal size, do you think, of a mastermind type of a group? In the, you know, I, um, I'm a member of a uh, mastermind group myself. In fact, I've been a member of a number of mastermind groups over the, uh, the decades. But currently, I'm a member of a mastermind group with three of us. 
um, a, a woman in uh, Colorado, a gentleman in Arizona, and I speak um, on a regular basis, and we come up with solutions to the challenges that we face. So the size of the group, you know, you can get benefit from any size group, but I would tell you that the best size group is somewhere around 12 to 16 members. And the reason for that is, is that you do want to have diversity of experience. You want to have diversity of opinion. You want to have diversity of demographics in terms of, um, you know, uh, who we are and where we're from and things of that nature. And also you have to take into consideration that, you know, everybody has busy schedules. And so sometimes somebody may not be able to participate in a mastermind meeting. Maybe they, uh, they have a scheduled vacation. Maybe they're ill. Maybe they have another responsibility that they have to uh, take. Um, and so when you have 12 to 16 members, assuming that a certain number of them may not be able to attend, you're able to get a, a, a decent-sized group of people together to really hash out some, some big issues. And one of the issues traditionally was that, you know, it's not always easy for people to travel either across town or across state lines to meet with one another. But these days, I guess with Zoom calls, it's probably easier than ever to start a, a mastermind type of a group or a CEO access group. Is that what you're finding? Um, that is exactly what we're finding. And um, because of the advent of uh, virtual meetings, it has made it considerably easier for people to, to meet uh, online. And, in fact, that is the thrust of the platform that we operate CEO Access under, a virtual platform, uh, because we're able to help not only with people who, um, because of the current situation, are concerned about being together with other people, but what we've also found as a side benefit is, is that people don't have to get in the car and travel. And, you know, here in Southern California, to go, you know, 15 miles away can take you about an hour of time. And so... I think that even when, you know, we are able to come through this, uh, this period of time successfully, and we will, I think that a lot of people are going to continue to, you know, meet virtually. So um, a big, big benefit, uh, you know, to meet virtually. And so what makes uh, your CEO access groups unique? What, what do you do to help facilitate successful mastermind groups for for uh, anybody who would like to, uh, you know, enter into this type of an arrangement? So, you know, there are a number of different ways that um, facilitators run their mastermind groups. One method is, you know, members will share advice and guidance uh, with one another when an issue is brought up. Another method is to share experiences where people will uh, listen to what, uh, what the challenge is, and they will think back in their memory bank of a situation that they experienced that was similar and provide guidance based upon those experiences. Both formats are very, very effective, but what we do is we combine both of those formats into our meetings. So it's a combination of experience sharing, kind of like storytelling, where people tend to really pay more attention, frankly, to a story of, uh, of an experience that somebody has had that's similar, as well as guidance given. Uh, so that's been a, a very effective method to, to run these groups. And the main premise behind CEO Access is to help organizations 
who might be frustrated these days with being treated as a commodity, whether it be their product, their service, or their people. Maybe they're losing more clients than they're able to acquire, or maybe they're just looking for a novel approach to business development. And so if they decide that, you know, they want to do things differently than their competition, um, CEO Access offers a great solution for them. And so we form groups uh, based on a number of factors. One, if an organization is interested in forming a group with non-competing companies, which is the most traditional method of, of, a, um, of a peer advisory group, of a mastermind group, we can do that. If an organization is focused on a specific industry, maybe technology, construction, wholesale, we can create vertical groups for them. With the work that you do, you're working with a, a lot of baby boomers who are looking to move on and uh, maybe uh, have their children take over their business. And so if an organization is focused on the younger generation, uh, we could set up a next-gen group. We could set up a minority business owner group. What Paul has done is to really take all of his experience in facilitating CEO roundtables and created a structure where any business owner can use this uh, to their advantage to help create unique experiences for their clients. It's a wonderful service. Uh, let me tell you how to get to the website. It's CEO Access, but there's a little surprise spelling here. It's CEOAXXESS.com. I'll give that to you again. CEOAXXESS.com. Uh, it's been a, a real pleasure to have Paul Worth on the show. Paul, uh, when you hear this later, I'll, I'll invite you back. You did a great job today. I'm sorry I dropped out at the very last minute, but thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 